0: Hey, howdy, hey, everyone, and welcome to not a Bag & Boardcast proper, not even a not episode because, guys, I'm bringing it back. Uh, podcast I used to do like eight years ago with super friend of the Bag & Boardcast, uh, one of my other best friends, Janet. Uh, this is Parks and Rec. It was our Disney-based podcast, and I'm delighted to be joined by one of my other best friends, Paul. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Hey, Chris. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me on this this zombie episode of uh, Parks and Rec. (laughs) So, uh, in my mind, when I sent you that message earlier saying, like, hey, well, since, you know, we have tonight free, like, we can record something, you know, what if we did this? And then I automatically started thinking of it being called The Relaunch, but re-spelled with, like, a W-R-E. Because that's how my brain works, I think, in, Mm -hmm. like, Wrecked, yeah. Weird puns and wordplay stuff. So, yeah, this is the uh, Parks and Rect relaunch. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, uh, fun.
1: I believe I had a challenge thrown out uh, on the Bagnum Boardcast originally saying that if, uh, because uh, I believe, yeah, super fan of the show, or Bagnum Boardcast, and also your co-host for Parks and Rec, um, Janet said that she couldn't believe I could run. And then I, you know, if I ever ran a half marathon, like, she couldn't believe that we signed up for a half marathon. She couldn't imagine me running. And I have run in three different half marathons now. I'm signed up for a fourth half marathon. Haven't run a Disney half marathon yet because of, you know, lightning storms. You know, yep, they, that happens to they canceled it. You know, you can do a lot of planning for a Disney trip and things can all go wrong.
0: And that's what we're here actually to talk to everyone about tonight. Uh, behind the scenes, best friend stuff, not necessarily podcast stuff, but Paul's actually going to be coming down here with his boo yeah, uh, at the end of April, beginning of May for his birthday, and part of that trip doesn't just involve going to different breweries around Orlando that I've been hyping up over the past couple of years, uh, but it's also going to involve trips to Walt Disney World and Universal Studios, so... We thought, hey, why not have some fun talking about something that we're talking about anyways in our <laughs> private lives? So, uh, why not put it out there? I like monetize to... it. This isn't monetized. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to think of it as my 10 year anniversary of my first time going to uh,
0: to Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. Exactly, because not this time, 10 years ago, because it was back in January. But Paul and I took our like collected. Uh, birthday trips mm-hmm. and we came down to Walt Disney World and we did like I think three days at the Disney parks Then we did one day at Universal Studios Islands of Adventure and boy mm-hmm. has everything changed since oh, then yeah. it was
1: actually uh, one day at each of the Disney parks
0: did, did we do four days
1: at the parks or did we do because three and like we doubled up one day we didn't do park hopping Because back then, well, and still to this day, if you buy park hopper, you have to have it for your whole, if you buy four tickets, you have to add it to all of them.
0: And that was too expensive. Gosh, it's just, I guess, yeah, it would be cheaper just to add on that fourth day and go, like, that part.
1: Mm -hmm. Especially back then, because I have it loaded up here. In 2012 dollars, it was $89 per ticket. And that was uh, before they had the, what is it called, uh, variable pricing. That yeah, was now Disney
0: does basically like a flex or surge pricing where there's not just one static rate for what your Disney park ticket's going to be. It's actually going to vary from day to day based on how many people are buying tickets for that day. So no longer is it like, oh, just, hey, Ticket's going to be eighty nine dollars. Last time I remember seeing what like a one day, just base ticket was, it was like hundred and six, and that number does change mm-hmm. every year as it is because ticket prices are constantly increasing. But man, it's crazy to believe it was that much. And I remember when we went, we stayed at All Star Movies, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and at that point, being one of the All Star Resorts, it's considered part of Disney's value tier, which is like. They're cheaper, more family-friendly, like, accessible rooms. And even that was, like, $120 a night, yeah. I think, for, like, the double occupancy. Um, and even now, like, those prices have gone up yeah. so much.
1: I did not check on the pricing for the Disney resorts. Uh, what kind of fueled Kate and my uh my boost? name's Kate, are um, kind of want to go down to uh, Orlando other than visiting Chris is because we saw a YouTube uh, video of um, Cabana Bay at Universal Studios. And, you know, I was like, oh, that seems it's like all done in like a 1950s pop kind of style. Um, it's all like
0: tiki pool bars, which right up your alley. Right up
1: my Yeah, exactly. Um, and they have a oh, Lazy River right on site. And I'm like, ah, you know, and the, everybody in the, the videos, people are like, oh, it's not that expensive to stay here. And then I looked it up. Like, while the, while the video was playing, and it was like, you know, there was a deal going on where it was, like, just under 100 bucks a night. And I'm like... That's really
0: good, like especially it. for, like, an on-site theme park hotel. Like, that's surprising it was that cheap.
1: Yeah, after taxes and fees, I think it works out to be, like, 112 bucks a night, like, resort that's, fees and all that. That's still cash.
0: cheaper than we spent for <laughs> the All-Star Resort t- over 10 years ago now. So...
1: The price was good for the resort. The only thing, other issue would be the plug down. And so, you know, I just did a quick search on, uh, you know, I have a JetBlue credit card. Um, I just did a quick, quick search. And I could get uh, flight down for myself and my wife. All paid for in points. No cost there. It was looking like the perfect opportunity for Kate to be sitting by the cool uh, uh, with drink in hand, and just have a nice relaxing vacation.
0: And nothing relaxes us more than drinking beer or going to a brewery. And I actually have a special correspondent on hand uh, that I can actually bring in to talk about some different Orlando breweries. Uh, John, are you with us? Uh, Yep. Can you you hear me? I can 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 hear you. Yep, in the studio. I can hear the you. The studio can hear uh, me. Thank you for joining us on such short notice tonight. Um, yeah. You guys couldn't tell, but we both did the we're earpiece. All earpiece like. season, we're earpieces because we're on Skype. Um, so, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. As Paul and I were recording, John called in and was like, Hey, guys, are you done yet? So, hey, hey, hey. Hey, you guys
2: wanted to chat see- about bullshit? John's here
0: now, too. Uh, but this is also kind of appropriate, because John just came down last year for a birthday trip to the theme park so you know what who better to talk to about the you know brewery experience theme park experience than someone else that's also gone through it recently too uh but that was a soft segue into our beer talk and john i saw you poured something as we were kind of getting settled in and ready to go so what do you got
2: uh yeah so i have from night shift brewing out of massachusetts they're fluffy. This is a uh, New England IPA, seven percent, canned on two twenty one twenty two, and this is a super soft, super easy drinking IPA. Uh, there's nothing crazy about it. It's not like mind shattering. Like oh my god, that's super great. It's just incredibly, incredibly smooth. We've been talking. We've been on this for well you could talk for maybe like fifteen minutes and I've already downed like half of the 16 ounce can it's uh incredibly smooth super easy drinking i I don't know what the price is on this because um they're just they're relaunching in our area and the rep came in and gave me a four pack and I was like okay um but it's good i I'd say twelve to fourteen ninety nine good but anything more than that um I don't think it's worth it. Hmm. You guys, uh, Paul, are you Paul, drinking? Paul's beer? drinking a beer,
1: and I'm, he's having an old standby. It looks yeah. like this is an old standby now because we talked about it on the Beggin' Boardcast, and this is uh, the Two X Haze. Uh, when Chris posted that, hey, yeah, let's get together and record tonight. I just ran over to Consumers and picked up another twelve pack of the Two X Haze because I had gotten <laughs> uh, once we canceled, uh, you know, the Boardcast episode last week. I'm like, well, I'm not going to hold on to these last three beers. I'm going to drink them over the weekend. And then I'm like, oh, I, I should go get some beer. Uh, yeah, this is...
2: And that was that was the 2X Factor yes, variety yeah, pack, yeah, I picked right? up another 2X
1: Factor <laughs> variety pack from Southern Beer. And 2X Haze I talked about on the Bag Boardcast, but it is a good, drinkable, uh, hazy kind of double IPA. 8.2%. A call it by volume before the show started i had just a regular 2x ipa which man it's a solid solid, solid west coast solid style nice piney rich ipa it's in that same wheelhouse as your um regular uh, sierra nevada ipa it's uh, two-hearted from um not bellwoods oh, who's two-hearted bells bells not bellwoods bells you were, you were there yeah uh, good West Coast, and then I am immediately transfer over right to the 2X Haze, and it's like, oh, wow, this is, this is, like, frothy and juicy. This is completely different, but also very good, very drinkable. So, I'm just saying, uh, when you're looking for a brewery, get you a girl that can do both, you know?
0: So, something uh, and I'm, bowls. I'm drinking the other both from that girl, I guess, because... <laughs> Uh, for other tier, I have one of their seasonal releases and this is their Irish Cream Stout 5.8% ABV uh, it's an American style stout with Irish cream flavoring and milk sugars added to it and I'm honestly surprised this isn't part of their Blackwater series because it's hitting that nice like delectable sweet like richness um, picked up a six pack of it I think it was like Fourteen ninety nine 99 or sixteen ninety nine. dollars I tried to look it up on Total Wine's website and they actually don't have it listed. Uh, when I went to the beer store, I think they might have just placed it on the floor because all the cases were still sealed and I was like, whatever I'm opening this up and like, I just ripped it open and took one out um, I absolutely love this. I had one while Paul and I first sat down and started talking in like, the pre-show stuff. I drank about half of it handed the other half to Yanni for her to try and then I no longer had a beer and I had to go get myself another one and in like the six minutes since we sat down and started re-recording I drank half of this one it's so easy to drink yes it's sweet but it's not overly sweet that it kind of slows you down like it's just a nice like Irish cream Mm -hmm. it's like a Bailey's in a beer like it's absolutely fantastic um John, you said this is already out at distributors. So, like, basically, wherever you're getting it from, like, if it's there, they've already received their allotments. So, if you like it, stock up, is what I heard. Because uh, I might need to get some more just to have it for St. Patrick's Day. Because I've been saying it to myself and to Paul and just out loud, uh, this is St. Patrick's Day in a bottle. It's absolutely delicious. I I'm really loving it. And the more I drink it, the more I love it. Four, four, four out of four amazing love it you did it again southern tier girl that did both does it again. <laughs> yeah this. it's funny that you guys are just
2: getting it a week and a half before St. Patrick's Day because we've had it since probably a little after January um, and yeah
1: like I was seeing it right before Valentine's Day because I was like oh okay that makes sense because I was looking at the local selection looking for um, the Resurgence um, Easter Easter candy uh, sponge candy stout and I noticed that was like there as well so that's when
2: I noticed it Uh, Uh, I could know that I mean I'm not in a beer store every day (laughs) Uh, I was allotted like originally it was like oh 40 cases and I brought in like 20 cases It's like let's just see how this does uh and then like shortly after i was like did we hit our 40 my salesman was like oh yeah like we're probably around 50 cases and i was like all right he's like you want more i'm like yeah keep selling keep bringing it in like um and just this week he like looked at me and was like there's no more in stock and i was like good because it's the perfect perfect cutoff point uh we're next week is st patrick's day let's sell through we probably have Maybe about 12 cases left of it, four to a case, so we'll probably be out of it by by mid-next
0: week, so it is perfect. But we're not talking about beers we're going to be drinking next week. We're going to be talking about beers that Paul's going to be drinking in a month <laughs> and a half. So, Paul, I don't want to go through your whole itinerary here because, yep, yep. you know, that's you've already been plotting and planning, but... Orlando based breweries are a thing that you're going to be looking at stopping at. Um, So, just based off of what you've seen in your own research versus like stuff that I've said and like sent to you guys, because I've Mm -hmm. sent you some stuff from different breweries from here, like things from Sideward, um, Ellipsis. You've been to some Orlando breweries too with like Dead Lizard, 1010. What is on your like, hey, you know what, I have a week in Orlando. Where do you need to go? What's your destination?
1: Well, the first stop has to be Ellipsis, just because it's so close to the airport. Like, you just get off the airport, you get to Ellipsis. You've been talking about this brewery. It's some a newer place. I haven't tried it yet. John, you talked up Ellipsis. You,
0: you've had some stuff from there, though. Oh, yeah, with the, the Ninja Turtles beers. The Ninja Turtles Weapon beers, yeah.
1: Oh, those are so good. Those were really good. So I'm, more, I'm excited to dive in, get a couple flights there. And see some more of their offerings. Um,
2: it's the number two best brewery in Orlando that I've experienced. Wow! And it's wow. like almost it's like just under number one. What's your number one? Oh, Sideword. Sideword, right? Yeah. And that that was going to
1: be my next up, which is uh, definitely stopping at Sideword. Like I'm looking at my list here. You know, when we were going brewery hopping. You've talked about Dead Woods or Dead Words, so I got to try that. Um, and then Broken Strings and uh, Rock Pit Brewing. But Ellipsis and Sideward are the two heavy hitters. Like, they're the two spots that I think we kind of have to hit up.
0: So, not to throw a monkey wrench into things, but this past weekend they actually had a like craft brewery fest in Tampa Bay. And also Orlando-based brewery, Gatlin Hall won, like, runner-up for Best Small Brewery in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And they had two of their beers place as gold medal winners.
1: Uh, It's funny that you mentioned that because I do have uh, Gatlin Hall listed for our lunch for the day that I get off the plane. So... (laughs) Uh, It
0: (laughs) is... The more I go to Gatlin Hall, and the more unless I'm like, this yeah, doesn't this place open until is... one, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got time. Uh, the more I go to Gatlin Hall, the more I'm like, oh, this is a solid brewery because everything I've had from there is great. And last week, I want to say it was like Wednesday night. Uh, Yanni and I were both off from work, and like we were just doing some running around. We went to Sideward for like a late lunch, early dinner, mm-hmm. and then on our way back, there was like a small, like. Vendor like tent market going on outside of Gatlin Hall, so we stopped by there and I got some like craft jerky and hot sauce. Um, really dug it, it was it, it's a great place. Uh, I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. So, John, next time you come down, I think it's somewhere that's worth attention as uh. well as like Rock Pit.
2: Yeah, like, the thing that I've been noticing that I'm looking forward to at breweries lately is a diverse beer selection. Like, it's not just laundry list of IPAs, laundry list of, mm-hmm. of sours, and Sideward is one of those that they have some IPAs, they have some Pilsners, they have some Stouts, they have a really nice diversity.
1: And like So you're saying you want to get yourself a girl that can do both?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Episode title, right? Uh, <laughs> nope, nope, not banging border. We don't do that here. <laughs> uh, but, like, when Chris has been going to, like, Gatlin Hall in uh, Dead Words, and he shows us, like, he takes a picture of <laughs> of the beer menu, I'm always like, oh, they got, like, some really classic styles on there. You know, like, I think you, the one time they had, like, a uh, English Mild, and I was like, how is that, Chris? And he's like, I don't know, I'll get it next. It went great with my burger, like it's great i love seeing that and like breweries up here in buffalo are starting to kind of branch out and not just be new england ipas and sours and mm-hmm. it's it's been nice to have that diversity where maybe like three years ago i would have been like oh, if they don't have a good selection new england's so i probably won't go now I'm just like the complete opposite. Like I've had that style of beer. You can either do it really right or you can do it really wrong, but let's look at like just some classic or just diverse styles. Like I'm really digging loggers and Pilsners lately. And it's been nice, especially in that hot weather in Florida, like to sit and enjoy those style of beers.
0: So when we went to Sideward, I brought home, uh, Two four packs. One of them was a citra hopped version of one of their IPAs and then one of their lagers. And the Citra Galaxy, which was the hazy IPA that I brought back, it's good. It's a good IPA, but there's nothing that sets it apart from any of their other IPAs that I'm like, oh, I have to get this one. But that light lager was their kind of take on like a Corona style like Mexican lager with lime really good like I got home from work yesterday and I was thirsty so I just cracked one and I just like chugged down half of it and I was like yeah I feel refreshed now and they can do IPAs and they do them well but for them like I go and I get their other beers and I'm just completely floored by them and it's the same thing with over at Ellipsis where yeah their IPAs are all really good but you go there for there are sours. Like, you go to get that other kind of like weird take on beer. Uh, and then again, everything I've had from Deadwords is just amazing. So, if you're planning on coming down to Orlando and you're a craft beer nerd like we are, I think those are really the places that you need to hit up first and foremost your Sideward, Ellipsis, and then Deadwords, And then if you got the time, like, and you want to drive out to a suburb of Orlando, Gatlin Hall, also just really. Really solid beers.
1: I am excited to try a couple beers in the parks. Now, there is one beer at Universal. I think the beer at Universal Studios is better than the beers you can get inside of Disney. One, because Magic Kingdom doesn't serve alcohol except for inside of, uh, what is it, Beer Guest?
0: Yeah, the Beer Guest restaurant in Magic Kingdom.
1: And then, but Universal, you know, you got Hogsmeade, you got the... so, you got the Hogshead?
0: Ooh, so depending on which park you're in, because mm-hmm. whether you're in like Hogsmeade Village or over in Diagon Alley, they actually have some different stuff that's offered. So, if you're over on the Islands of Adventure side and you go to Hogsmeade Village as part of the Wizarding Rule of Harry Potter, they have the Hogshead Brew, which is available at the Hogshead Inn. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously. Uh, they do not have that over. On the Universal Studios, mm-hmm. Diagon Alley side. So, not that you're going to be buying a like park hopping or park to park ticket, as they call it, to go like just get those beers, but just be aware if you have your like heart set on trying all of them, you do need to go park to park. So, Hogshead—that's like the one
1: beer that I remember from Wizarding World that I really enjoyed. It was malty but still refreshing.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of style it is. I think that one's the red.
1: Okay. I'm that gonna I'm gonna
0: double sense. check while I'm looking it up because
1: again and I've had that's... all of
0: these beers so many times because <laughs> I will just go to the parks and be like, yeah, you know, which one haven't I had recently? And I'll pull up my untapped and be like, Oh, it's been a while since I had a dragon scale. Okay, I'll get I'll get that one.
1: And the beer that I haven't had yet, because it's new to the park, also over in Islands Adventure. Is the Isla Newbar IPA, which, you know, from all the videos that I've seen, sounds like a really good, uh, fresh New England style IPA. Very grapefruity and delicious.
0: It's super grapefruity and it's super delicious and it's a great, like, hot Florida day beer. And I'm sorry, I was wrong because the Hogshead Brew is actually a Scottish ale. Okay. Well, no wonder I like it. (laughs)
1: Uh, so, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to get my hands back on that. I'm excited for the Isla Nubar beer. I know they're both uh, islands. You know, Universal Studios. But when it comes to planning for that kind of stuff, guess what? I'm I, I'm just planning to go there and buy those beers. Like, I will show up to the park and be able to just enjoy those beers. I might have to wait in a little bit of a line, but I don't need to make a dining reservation for those beers. I don't need to do anything except be in the park that day and wait in a line to get said beer.
0: And that's something that's really popped up more recently, since I moved down here. And I've had the ability to just go to theme parks on my day off or... If I have a partial day where I can just go to a theme park and get food, because that's a thing that you get to do when you live in Orlando. Uh, I don't have to do all that, like, over-planning. So this is the thing that I'm kind of most interested in, because, Paul, for your vacation, like, Mm -hmm. your planning. John, when you came down here, like, last year, you were just like, whatever we do we're going to do it and I'm going to enjoy it because it's a Star Wars yeah. and yep. that's and that's what we did and it worked out really well just did that kind of like fly by the seat of your pants through the Death Star Trench kind of thing mm-hmm. um, but Paul since you are actually like on vacation you're the one that's kind of in charge of the planning for this yeah. you've been kind of hitting a lot of I don't want to say roadblocks but you're the one that's kind of having to go through all of those like oh well what do I need to do yeah. next? Something that I've yeah. never actually had to deal with.
1: Uh, last week was my 60 days out from when I start vacation and Keith uh, and I, we, I know we're staying at uni- a Universal Studios resort uh, but we also have two days planned um, well actually three days kind of planned for in the, in the Kingdom of the Mouse, the Magic Kingdom uh, Disney World uh, resorts. And we wanted to, um, like one of the days, you know, I just want to eat lunch at Skipper's Canteen. You know, we're going to be at Magic Kingdom one day. So 60 days before I'm going to be at Magic Kingdom, in order to make sure that I can eat lunch at Skipper's Canteen, I had to wake up before 6 a.m., be online and make a reservation for that because that's part of the dining reservations. Now, would... If I, oh, you know what, I probably should have, like, seen if I could get a lunch reservation there now, but I can do that uh, a little bit later because that's the thing right now. So they, they, these uh, sell out. Skipper's Canteen, probably not the biggest deal. But, you know, in a couple day, on Sunday, woke up extra early, 5.40 a.m., so I can get to Ogus Cantina. Every day that I had to book a time... For a reservation, um, I would check to see, oh, what's the reservations like for Ogus Cantina? Always sold out. Like, as soon as I hit, like, hey, I want, like, let's get a time for Oga's uh, Cantina. If you don't know, Ogus Cantina is this, basically, the Star Wars cantina scene. Uh, there at, you know, uh, the Disney property at the Hollywood Studios at Galaxy's Edge two. And I really want to experience that Come on, like who doesn't want to experience that
0: we, so, we really wanted to when John came down, And we got super lucky I'll tell that story once you're done telling your planning story
1: uh, So You know, so here it is uh, This is the, just this past Sunday And I, that's going to be 60 days out So I set my alarm 5.30 in the morning, wake up, get out of bed Get on the computer Load up the, the My Disney Experience app On my phone And just start hitting, you know, refresh time. I know that, you know, from my previous experience of booking my other times, that times won't become available. I'm going to keep on getting an error message. Two different error messages, by the way, on the website versus the phone app. But whatever. Um, I know if I just keep hitting refresh. Right at 6 a.m., that's when it comes on. And now, how do I know it's actually 6 a.m.? Because on the, my other monitor, I load up time.gov. <laughs> <laughs> and I have that time just clicking away. It tells me, hey, the computer you're on is six, is two seconds fast. So I know I can't trust my computer time. I'm just going to trust time.gov. And I'm click every time that it clicks over a minute, I'm going to click refresh on both my app and everything. My wife wakes up because she's, she hears this happening. And she's like, oh, what's the, what's the phone number? I'll call and get in the phone queue so that way now we have three things. The phone call reservation line that they have on you know for dining doesn't open until seven AM She keeps on getting this thing saying, Oh nope, call call back during normal business hours at seven AM. Call back at normal business hours at seven AM So I'm like, all right, well that's so that's shop. Finally, 6 a.m., you know, it's 5.59. I'm hitting refresh on both, hitting refresh on both. Finally hits 6 a.m., get through. I have a guest, you know, I'm looking for reservations for four people, focus cantina, no times available, no times available, no times available. I drop it down to three, no times available, no times. Drop it down to two, no times available, anytime. Lunch, dinner, 11 a.m., no times available. Drop it down to one person, yeah, anytime you want. Like I, I click through, I'm like okay I'm going to book it for like 12.40 <clears throat> because I want to make sure that it's well after the wait time for Rise of the Resistance because I'm planning on rope dropping that See, so I need to have the two, uh, at least a two hour window there two and a half hour window there for Rise of the Resistance to ride that so okay, 12 o'clock, I can only book it for one person um, we'll figure that out later with guest services I'm jumping through all these hoops and then Kate calls, right at 7am Kate calls the, the guest services hotline to make reservations all the reservations are Oga Cantina are already gone that day so by the time you can call and talk to somebody, it's already gone and they're like, "At se- you know, seven days before your trip, call back and you can you know, try to do modif- give us a call and you can modify your thing and I'm like, well then, seven days from now we'll, you know so now I woke up sixty days before my trip. Seven days before my trip, I'm going to have to call this number again to see if I can modify it to add on three people to this guest. I sent an email that same morning to Disney Experience, you know, to you know on uh, the contact us page of you know Disney website, Disney World website, saying, "Hey, this is what happened. You know, it's my birthday. Sad, sto- sad story, sad story." Uh, is there any way I can add my three friends on to this reservation? Or what can I do? How should I best go about this? Like, any information would be appreciated. That that was Sunday. It is now, it's Tuesday. No email back yet from the guest service's uh, email website.
0: So, not a similar situation, but when John was going to be coming down mm-hmm. for his birthday, as the local resident who was going to be getting him into the parks using my guest passes and comp tickets because you know I mentioned this before I used to work for Disney so I got to go to the parks for free and then I could also get friends into the parks for free which was awesome uh, every single day I would be checking to see if there were reservations for Ogus Cantina because I had never had a chance to do it and it was something that I would have mm-hmm. loved to experience with one of my best friends. Never any reservations available, and I was doing the same thing, Paul. Where I was like, okay, reservations for three, reservations for two, reservations for one, nothing available. Mm-hmm. John comes down, and the day that we actually have our excursion to the planet of Two at Galaxy's Edge, we just walk up to Oga's to see if there's any space available at the like walk-up line, and they say like, oh yeah, just like give us a couple minutes. We can get you in. And it's like, oh, holy crap. We're going to get to go do this. And it turns out we just got lucky because we went on the day that Disney had relaxed its indoor capacity COVID restrictions. So there were seats available because nobody had been allowed to reserve them in the lead up to that. Because that day they were just like, and free for all. Come on in, everybody. And that's the kind of thing, like you have to be flexible just to say, like, hey, let's go and check. And at the point that we went to go and check, like, we had already put in our order for our morning Ronto (laughs) wraps. And, like, said, like, hey, we're here because Ronto Roasters is, like, literally right around the corner from there. So I was like, yeah, we'll just say we're ready. And then, like, you know, we'll go get our food and then go do the rest of our, like, Star Wars Disney Day. And then... You know, we wound up getting into Oga's, and then by the time we got out of there, like, and we went to go to Ronto Roasters, it, like, our food was gone, and it's like, oh, yeah. uh We were inside Oga's Cantina, and then they had to, like, make new food to give to us because we were in there for so long, and it wasn't even that long of a time. It was maybe, like, half an hour, like, 40 minutes, because I think we had, like, yeah. two drinks. We had, yeah. we had three drinks.
2: You and I had okay. three drinks, um and both of us got... Non-alcoholic drinks and two alcoholic drinks, but also it helped that it was—I think it was like ten o'clock in the morning, nine thirty. It was o'clock. super it early, was early because this <laughs> was
0: bu- this was before we did the light. No, no we
2: did the lightsabers. No, yeah, we did.
0: We did the lightsabers at like nine thirty. Yeah, so, yeah, that was, it was like so early. the
2: first thing we did was lightsabers. As soon as we were done, you we were like, "Oh, let's... I'll put the order in." We did that order, and then we walked up and. On the outside, you really can't tell what it is. And I was... I'm just following Chris. Chris knows what he's doing. hes He he kind of did all the planning for this. And He's a Sherpa. And he goes and he's talking to this guy. And he's like... <laughs> the, the, the,
0: the Jawa. They're Jawas. Jawa.
2: <laughs> and he's like, uh, oh, it's going to be like 15 minutes. And I'm like, hmm? What are we doing? And he's like, Oga's Cantina. I'm like, oh, this place? And then there's this huge line next to us. And I don't know what
0: it's for. And they're all like frowning at me and i'm like "Eh, whatever i i think that line was the people that had made reservations and were waiting (laughs) to get in uh i think so too um and we just walked up
2: but like they're my people (laughs) in in the same in the same sense chris or paul that you were going down for your birthday this was my birthday gift from the previous year because i wasn't able to go because of covid and caitlin was like you know like I know this is gonna be big for you, so do it you know sp- spend what you would want to spend to have a really good time. Don't go crazy, but spend and you end up mm-hmm. spending a lot of money, but it was like we were there and it was like, well, let's get another like, wait, let's get another round. I gotta get a blue mm-hmm. milk. Let me get a blue milk. Uh, let me get this. let me let's get this drink. It sounds fun. Let's order food. And, you know, it's it's because it's, one, we got in there. I didn't expect this mm-hmm. to get in there, especially the way Chris was like, mm, I mean, you can't get in there. Everything we ended up, we got to do everything we wanted to, and it just seemed like we just lucked into being mm-hmm. able to get into those. But because of the experience, it was like, yeah, let's, I, we're doing it. Let's live it up, mm-hmm. you know, get the lightsaber, Order as much as you can in Oga's Cantina. Get your Ronto wrapper and another beer. We just had a bunch of beers and drinks, cocktails.
0: <laughs> well, let's get another beer. Oh, let's go on a motion ride. Like, well, like Let's <laughs> go do that. Much like at Universal Studios, if you're trying to get those Harry Potter beers, when you go to Galaxy's Edge, they do have Star Wars-themed beers. And if you want like that Trandoshan ale... Well they have that at Ronto Roasters, but if you go into Ogus Cantina, they don't have that one. So like you, you gotta you gotta try everything. I mean, we're connoisseurs at this point, like yeah. you need to sample it. And even though like I think Universal does the licensed themed beers better than Dizzy does, you still gotta try it.
2: You I gotta still get have
0: it. to just, like, give it a shot, you know?
2: Yeah, and, I mean, all the one, all the beers in Ogas are all f- made by big breweries. Sierra Nevada, New Belgium.
0: Um, I think the other one was, um, oh, my gosh, why am I blanking on their name? Florida Beer Company? <laughs> no, um, Arrogant Bastard. Stone. Stone. Oh, uh, Stone. Stone. Yeah, Stone does one of them. Um, all the beers over at Universal come from Florida Beer Company, but they're they're all still really good. Like whether you want like a duff or like that Jurassic Park IPA or any of the Harry Potter beers. Like they're all worth drinking. Yeah.
1: It's... Man, it seems like you had an easier time, John.
0: <laughs> we... John had an easier time. I was the one that was like Doing what you're doing, Paul. Going on every day, trying to find... And at that point, to go on Rise of Resistance, like the newest ride at Walt Disney World, the you have to do this ride. At that point, they were doing a virtual queue each day. Where Mm -hmm. Same thing, you would have to go on to the My Disney Experience app each morning at the exact time that it was opening up, which I think was either 6 or 7 o'clock. I think it was 7, because we were both up when you were doing it. Mm -hmm. And then you would have to say, like, hey, I have a party of this many people, let me on that ride. And then you would get, like, the return time for when you would be at the parks. And at that time, for that 7 a.m., like, call to get people to sign up, anybody could do it from anywhere. And then they would have a second round of virtual queue passes available at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But to do that, you actually had to be in the park. And they would know you're in the park because your ticket's linked to your My Disney Experience. So, previous times, I had been in the park, tried to get into it in the morning. You could not. And then, when you're in the park, when it hits that, like, 201, you'd hear people being like, hey! Like, somewhere in the corner, because, like, (laughs) oh, that group of people got their boarding pass. They get to do Rise of Resistance. They found Um, the good Wi-Fi. (laughs) they They got that good Wi-Fi spot. And... Again, like John said, like, woke up, was able to get, like, the boarding group. I think we were, like, number, like, 34 or something. And then, like, hey, around 2 o'clock, this will be your boarding time. Um, But now that's no longer a thing. Like, you have a couple options. And, unfortunately, it comes down to being a resort guest. Money! (laughs) Money And then, you know, just walking in and jumping in line, which is an option that wasn't available previously until a couple months ago where they didn't even have a walk-up or standby line. You literally had to just go online to the app and hope for the best. And if your whole vacation is riding on going on this attraction, now there's three ways you can (laughs) fail because you're not a resort guest so you don't get that like early access you don't want to pay for it because you're already paying enough you're coming on vacation you're flying down mm-hmm. you're staying at a hotel you're buying theme park passes or the, the time constraints like yeah. yeah you can jump in line and wait for the ride but do you really want to waste part of your day stuck in a queue for something when you could be doing anything else in the, in the theme parks at that time and mm-hmm. as someone that lives down here I have the luxury of going to a theme park and just being like, oh, that ride has a 35-minute wait. I'm not going to do that. I'll just, <laughs> next time, I'll, I'll go. Oh, this ride has a 15-minute wait? Yeah, it's been a bit since I go on that. All right, let me do it. And then be like, oh, it's hot. I'm going to leave. <laughs> if you're spending the money to come down mm-hmm. for yourself or for your whole family, like you might not have the luxury just to be like, Next time, because who knows when next time's going to be.
1: And yeah, and if you're buying the ticket, it's at least the lowest ticket price right now on a non peak day is $109. I believe for the Thursday that I'm going, it's $112 for the, the ticket, just based to get into the park, no matter which park you're going. Which is still crazy that Animal Kingdom costs just as much as Magic Kingdom. That's a different topic. Uh,
0: I, I prefer Animal Kingdom to Magic Kingdom, so I understand that. Uh, they're not open the same amount of time. Animal Kingdom closes
1: at like 7, Chris. It just closes. The animal's gotta go to sleep. Before... Yeah. You don't see them? They're in the That's... inside part.
0: It's okay. Um, but, um, there's, but There's so much juggling that has to go on when you're planning a vacation, and I'm less to not have to deal with that juggling anymore because i can just wake up jump in my car and drive like 20 minutes down i4 and and i'm there yeah so paul i appreciate you coming down because it means i get to see one of my best friends but also i know this has probably been a huge headache for you as someone that likes to plan because i'm looking at your itinerary (laughs) doc right now Uh uh-huh
1: I got the reservation. You see, the thing is now, since Disney basically forces you to make reservations for everything, I'm holding on to reservations that I know in my heart I will probably... Oh, I'm holding on to one that I know I will cancel. And that's to to go to uh, Ohana's for breakfast. I booked it for two different days because, depending on weather, I might not want to do you know, hang out at resorts. Maybe I want to hang out at the pool that day instead of, like, going from, you know, park to, you know, going from uh, the different resorts and then hanging out at downtown Disney. Right? Downtown Disney? Disney Disney Springs. Springs. Oh, Disney Springs. Disney Springs. Like, if it's going to be raining all day, yeah, maybe I'll do that. I'll go to the resorts. But if it's going to be nice one of the days and crappy the other day, you know, weather-wise, like... I'd rather have my pool day be the nice weather day and then my resort hopping going around like when it's kind of rainy or cold.
0: Resort hopping you can do pretty much whenever you want to. like, Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that's going to stop you from doing like a half day at the pool and then be like, hey, let's jump over to like the monorail loop and see the contemporary, the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian. Like you do have the option to do that because when you're inside that disney bubble you feel so far removed from everything else that's going on in the world <laughs> when you actually live in orlando you're basically just like a 20 minute drive between everything so it's really not that difficult when you have transportation available whether you're driving you've rented a car you brought your own car down or you're taking like a ride share like There are ways to get around, so don't feel, like, constrained Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, I'm staying at Disney, I can't branch out anywhere, because you're probably only, like, 20 minutes and $20
1: away from going wherever you want to go. But I also need to make those reservations, because i am just looked for, you know, the Monday that I'll be down there, where I, you know, have one of my reservations for breakfast for us four, and it's breakfast is all booked up already, like, for that Monday if I'm checking that Wednesday. Uh, yep. All the breakfasts are all booked up. I'm holding on to re- uh, reservations for both those days because I knew this would happen.
0: So on that note, too, yes, reservations might be gone, but you also do still have the option to do a walk-up or sometimes a, as a virtual queue because they are separate banks of seatings that disney or universal does have available there's been times i've wanted to make a reservation somewhere for dinner when like both yanni and i are out of work and there's no reservations available Mm -hmm. and we'll just be like okay well let's drive onto disney property and then see if we can get a walk-up and through the my disney experience app they do have the option for you to do like join virtual walk-up queue and we've been able to do that before where Maybe like two weeks ago, we went to uh, Kona Cafe at the Polynesian Resort. There were no reservations available, but as soon as we got within range of the resort mm-hmm. when we were driving on there, we were able to jump onto the virtual line and had like a 45 minute wait where we got there, we parked, and we walked around the resort. We resort. We got a drink up at the Tambo Lounge bar, and like we got like pot stickers as an appetizer just to just kind of hold us over and then by the time we were done with that it was time to go to our table so if you don't have reservations available don't feel like you're out of luck and don't lose hope because you still do have the chance to just walk up and be like hey party three and then be like oh yeah 20 minutes golden like don't think yeah. like oh we didn't get the reservation we can't eat or drink here right right cause uh
1: Well, we ran into that one of the times when we tried to get uh, Trader Sam's grotto,
0: but that was at night, and that's a small, small place. Grotto is a very small place. I think they can fit maybe like 30 people in there at a time, and it's one of those things where they don't take reservations. You can basically only get in by going to the hostess station and saying, like, hey, party of four. And they will try to get you in as soon as four people plus whoever else is waiting in line in front of you leave. Um, Mm -hmm. Being a low-capacity place, being one of those, like, you-have-to-see-it kind of experiences, it tends to have a really long wait. If you just want to try the drinks, they do have a, like, dockside bar outside. Mm -hmm. Same drinks, same food menu if you want to get any of that, but... You don't get the experience of saying, like, hey, I'm ordering the Aoa cocktail. And the light's dim, and the tiki god on the wall gets angered by you ordering the drink. Oh, I'm ordering the Nautilus. Oh, the whole bar submerges underwater if you look out the windows. You see water levels rising, and then all of the cast members working inside put on, like, like uh, little, like, inflatable water wings and like inflatable (laughs) tubes and start walking around with squirt guns squirting into the air. That's part of the experience. That's what you're going for. But if you just want to be like, Hey, let me get the zombie or Mm -hmm. the Krakatoa punch. Like you can still just go to the bar outside and be like, Hey, give me an overpriced cocktail. Thanks. In a collectible souvenir glass. (laughs) Sometimes it's about managing expectations. Yeah. Uh, so, Paul, the thing I want to ask you, too, as someone that's planning a vacation, how did you decide what you wanted to do on what days? Like, what was your thought process and logic to be like, oh, well, we're flying down to this day, so obviously we'll just do, like, brewery and, like, mm-hmm. resort. But then, like, all right, day one, I've been here. How do you decide what you're doing then?
2: I
1: looked at what was open uh, for the breweries and and, and also the because now with both of them, uh, both Universal and Disney World, they do the variable pricing. And I'm like, okay, so how much will I save if I go on Monday versus Saturday, Sunday? If it's going to save me 20 bucks per person, then yeah, I'm going to go on Monday. If it's, um, and if the breweries aren't going to be open on Sunday, then yeah, I want to go to do the breweries on Saturday. Because they're going to be open later. They're going to be open earlier. So that's how I kind of, you know, so that kind of set in stone the brewery hopping days. Just because that's when all the breweries were going to be open for the longest amount of time. We could start early. And if we wanted to go late, we could go late. And then the park days is Kate had a very strict rule that she didn't want to go to the parks two days in a row. It's just too much walking, too much just people, too much everything going on. So I had to split up the park days uh, at least every other day, giving us like a pool day or a resort hopping day in between the parks. So it's basically looking at the, the ticket prices of the parks and also the times that the breweries would be open. And that's how we kind of decided with that every other day buffer.
0: So, with your theme park days, are you going to be like a, hey, rope drop, park open oh, until yeah. park closed person? Or are you like, w- we'll show up in the morning and then like, once we hit that, like, oh, we've been here long enough. Or, oh, we're sleepy. Yeah. It's a rope drop till we drop.
1: <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Do we want to stay there until the night and see the, like, the fireworks? Sure, Uh, but man, uh, especially that Magic Kingdom day. Kate and I—we both hated that crush of people to leave the park.
0: And one of the things that we loved about Magic Kingdom is one of my least favorite parks. It's such a hassle to get in there, and it's an even worse hassle to get out if you're staying worst all day. Oh, it's the worst to get out. Um,
1: We, you know, it's just you're in a crush of people and. Like, the last time we did Magic Kingdom, her and me, I, we had a rental car, and I had to drive. And you're all day at the park, I was feeling tired. I'm like, you know what? I, the Normally, you can jump in a, to ride a ride one more time, like, to just kind of... Or try to go into a shop and try to avoid the crush of people and just wait until the cast members actually kick you out. But I was feeling so tired. And since it was, like, a... It was like a what forty minute drive back to the area B and B from there.
2: Uh, I think it was like twenty five. I don't think it was that far. Okay, it might,
1: but it was still a drive in an area that I'm not
0: like familiar with. Familiar with. It's a drive after spending all day Mm -hmm. at a theme park, walking around, dealing with people too. And I'm I wasn't drinking because
1: it's Magic Kingdom. So it wasn't like I was feeling drunk or lightheaded or anything like that. But I was tired and I was like, you know what, we we should just leave now because I don't want to wait in the line for an hour to ride another ride and then leave after that because I'm like, an hour will be too long. That's a mistake. Because you're waiting an hour just to get out of the park anyways. So just ride that ride. Like, ride another ride. Like, because that's Russia people is just awful, and just to get onto the monorail, just to get back to the parking lot, and see, to get to, and then to take a tram to get to your car, like you know, it's just it's it's going to take it's going to take a long time. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's Kate and I were going to be uh, rope drop because the rope drop's the only way to get like guarantee that you can ride the ride that you want to ride without standing in line for more than two hours you know it's like the Rise of the Resistance when we go to Batu, we gotta rope drop it because it's the only way to almost guarantee that we can get on Rise of the Resistance is not being a resort guest Uh, and I have to plan that out I have to know when to be at the park because otherwise like I'll feel if I missed out that I didn't do enough planning beforehand and then that's on me if I do all this planning beforehand and things go wrong, that's on Disney, you know what I mean? like not to be that jerk that's going to go up to guest services and complain, but you ruined my vacation, but at least I have a leg to stand on and say, no, this is these are the steps that I took. <clears throat> I met you halfway, Disney. <laughs> I met you more than halfway. Not only did I buy the ticket, not only did I wake up at 6am, you know, five days in a row, not only did I do this, you know, and made sure I was at the park, you know, beforehand and got in the line and did, you know, I fulfilled my end of the bargain to, to fulfill the promise of magic and fun that you promised me. And if
2: it isn't delivered, then at least,
1: you know what I mean? Like, yeah. At least I know I did everything Especially I
2: did. when you're paying... You're flying down there. You're paying these prices. Uh-huh. And, like, as you're talking, I'm thinking about... Well, I've had just... For the last seven years, Chris... Basically, Chris down there being able to get us in for free. And we would come down two times a year, one time a year. And we would just... Hey, where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Uh... Well, this place yeah. has got good drinks, and we would go, and we'd go to Epcot, and we'd do this, and we didn't have to plan anything, because we weren't paying any money. Like, we were down there to spend yeah. time with Chris, and Paul, you, uh, you came down almost as much as we did with us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. And to like, sit and listen to you about everything that you have to do, and, like, and I remember Chris doing all that for when we came down to make sure we got into those, those things. Mm-hmm. Who wants to do that?
0: You don't need to if you go to Universal, yeah, and that's the thing. Like Universal doesn't require. Like Universal is very much just like yes, you can make your dining reservations, but same thing as Disney. You know, like you can just make those reservations, or you can just walk up and be like, "Hey, yeah, got, got any tables?" Um, I feel like Universal is a lot more flexible, and if you don't want to have that plan, plan, plan experience. Like, you can just go to Universal and enjoy your day as it is. But also, I think part of that's because Universal doesn't have those marquee dining or extra experiences. Like, yes, you can go to Ollivander's and have, like, the whole wand ceremony. But that's also just something, like, you can wait in line for. And you're not required to do anything besides like walk into that building and see the show like if you want to buy a wand it's available to you disney on the other hand they have the lightsaber building experience at sabi's workshop which john i want to like kind of move over into that which is an experience you need to make reservations for but then it's also a 200 hundred dollar experience on top of that planning and trying to make reservations for which is something else that i was trying to do every single morning like make reservations for Ogas and make lightsaber reservations. And the day that I finally got it, I was like, holy crap, like, we get to do this now. Universal doesn't have that overwhelming sense of dread. You can just buy your park passes and go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, John, those extra experiences, because that's something you got to do when you came down that we hadn't done previously with like the lightsaber building thing Um,
1: for for when I go Paul put his hand up oh I'm sorry when when I'm going to be at the Hollywood Studios there are currently five reservations left throughout the full day for Savvy's right now and we're 58 days out
2: gotta make a choice Paul are you gonna do it very
1: limited you gonna do it I have a reservation saved because they don't charge you until you cancel. As long as you cancel twenty four hours, oh, okay,
2: beforehand. that's not bad. Are you
1: going to do it? You know why I, I have a reservation? Because if I want to do it, I don't want to like be yeah. screwed, be, you know, miss out on it because I didn't make the reservation.
0: Because for that kind of experience, you can just like walk yeah. up. I mean, you can try and see if maybe somebody's canceled within that day, and they can. Or make if it you're it just one person point. and there's, but it's so.
2: Oh, there's one spot left because we have these groups. You you could possibly do it's it.
0: So it's so exclusive. Like they only let like a dozen people in there to do it at a time, and that dozen people's all they can fit in there for like that half an hour that they're doing that. So th- that is something that you kind of have to plan for and again manage those expectations because. There's a chance you might not be able to. And for a
2: lot of like a lot of the Disney stuff, like the things that we were taking making reservations for when we went down were particular like high end experiences. And like I can understand having to do that to get your spot. And then you know what you can do the rest of the day. And I'm so glad we were able to do everything. But it is like, I mean, Paul, it's just listening to Paul. One, Paul is an over-planner. But you almost have to be. I, I, my life is just like, eh, whatever. Like, oh, we can't get, we can't do that? Eh, whatever. Let's go do something else. Like, I'm a go-with-the-flow guy. I don't, I don't care if we do this, that, or the other thing. Like, I'm there to spend, like, I was there to spend time with Chris, Chris was there to hang out with me. Yanni was there because we were together. Like that, yeah. that's that's the kind of thing. And Caitlyn, when we'd go down, she was the same way. Like I'm down here so you can see Chris. I like Chris. I'm in love with you, I guess, and we'll have we'll have a good time <laughs> together. Like I've never had to have that overly planning experience going down there because there was nothing other than the star. like when star wars opened there's nothing i really needed to or had to do when we go there it's like oh we could do tower of terror it's it's walk on like it's gonna take us longer to walk through all the ropes to get to the elevators than it will be for us to wait for the elevators yeah that's something to do the haunted mansion we're there like we gotta, we gotta do the haunted mansion. Like, there's nothing there at this point for me that is a have to do. In a couple years, when we bring Grayson down again, and he can experience it, yes, then there'll be stuff that are like have to do things. But, like, whenever we went down, I, I wasn't there for the Disney experience. I was there with you and just happen to have the Disney experience. So even like how Paul has his every other day set up, I think is a, is a good thing so you don't get burnt out at the at the parks. You don't spend so much time just being wiped out. And when we rented that house, we kind of had the same thing of like, we'll go, we got a place with a pool, we got a place with a jacuzzi, and we'll make it a point to hang out afterwards because, like, when we stayed... Yeah, there were days that we just played board games and, like, yeah. had a cookout. And that was, like, Paul's Paul's thing, too. It's like, why are we going to rent a house? Are we going to do stuff? And I was like, yeah, we we can make time to do that because we used to go brewery hopping, parks, hit a brewery, get back to your place, Chris, and be like, well... I'm going to be- I'm going to bed. Yeah. So it's definitely like, I can see where it can be daunting. It can be exhausting. And you have to plan these kind of things. I can see where there are checks and balances depending on like, we got into the perks for free. Like we could just go whenever, do whatever, leave, come back, go somewhere else. And now like, we can't do that so now thinking like oh we really gotta like plan our plan our vacation it doesn't sound as fun
0: and it's kind of like hokey to say at this point but there's a lot of people that are like oh I need to take a vacation from my vacation and it's because now a lot of thought and planning and saving and spending does go into these vacations so I think it's best to either go in just like how you do. Like, hey, whatever we get to do, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be fun because I get to spend that time with my friends and family. And then I also understand like that, like, hey, we need to have everything planned because there's certain things that we want to do. I don't think you should ever go to like a theme park. And by theme park, I be mean Disney because universally could pretty much do whatever you want. Uh, I think if you're going to Disney, like you shouldn't, Never go in with that, like, oh, I need to do this, because if you're going in with that mentality, there's a lot of things that are already stacked against you just based off of, like, the time constraints or the monetary constraints that there's always going to be somebody that probably had a shot to get into it before you did. And if your vacation's hinging on that one experience, you're just going to be sour grapeface about it the whole time if you don't get to do that. And when you came down, we were excited to be in the Star Wars. Like, that's why we wanted to do Ogas. We wanted to do Rise of the Resistance. We wanted to do the lightsabers. And Yanni and I will still have moments where we'll just pull our lightsabers out and turn them on and be like, man, remember when we got to do that? And this was like a year after us talking about, like, hey, wouldn't it be fun to do this? But also, we have the ability to like say, like, hey, Kit, can we do this this day cool okay let's go um our good time didn't rest solely on that and even if we haven't gotten to do that we would still look back on that day that you came down and we got to do all that other stuff and hang out as great like mm-hmm. we we still just sit there and talk about the time that we got. The <laughs> At 1010 Brewery. And that's something, I don't want to say it's free, but like we didn't have to pay admission to get into 1010 Brewing. Like, the cost of us being there was the beers that we drank and the pickles that you ordered. Uh, like, we need a round of pickles for the table, that please. Should be, <laughs> that, should, that should be what your vacation is. So don't get too hung up on that kind of stuff.
1: I'm always going to get hung up on that kind of stuff. Like, but, You know why? Because... You understand where I'm coming from, where I'll feel like I blame myself for not doing the work.
2: See, if I feel like I'm this, I, I have to say is like so. Caitlin, with her her previous job, she'd get sent to these conferences, and it just so happened to be the same time as our anniversary. So she would be sent to this like resort hotel in pretty nice areas, and we have jet blue card that we use so we have points so I can always fly with her everything that she's doing is comped either from the conference or her school and I just get a free ride so she she's like okay well you got to figure out what you're going to do so my i plan on restaurants and breweries for everywhere we're going mm-hmm. and not so much have a plan but have a well, what do you want? Well, what do you want? You want tacos? Do you want Italian food? Do you want German food? Do you want to go find a, a Belgian beer bar? Like, okay, these are, this is the area. These are all the things. And that's the bizarre thing that I do for vacations is plan restaurants and in, in breweries. And we went, you know, we went to California. We went all over California hitting funky cool restaurants and, and, um, and, breweries. and we usually always have a good time. We love to eat and we love to drink. Uh, mm-hmm. So like that kind of prep work for vacations is actually, it's fun for me. And then to have the experience of going mm-hmm. there. And I feel like that's more my speed for vacation. We did the same thing when we went on our honeymoon and we went to England, Germany, uh, Belgium was like, okay, let's, you found all these cool places. I'll find all the historical bullshit that I want to do. And we find out where the breweries meet, uh, histo- history, <laughs> Uh, and like to like for Caitlin and I, like that's like the perfect vacation for us. And even if it's like tons of walking or we biked through Amsterdam and Germany and Belgium, like, like those are the fun things. But I also want to have those fun Disney experiences with Grayson. And I love that I have Paul who's a great planner, but I also have my wife who's also a great planner. And I can just drop <laughs> all of that on her and
0: I can I can brewery hop with Chris. <laughs> there's and it's the thing, like Orlando's kinda of like Buffalo, where it's every couple of months there's a new place opening up and some of them surprise you, and I think it's a great time to come down. Like, yeah, there might be some planning involved to it, but mm-hmm. you can plan, and you can hope, and you can wish, but just come down and have fun. Yeah. Like, that's that's where your vacation is for. It's meant to be relaxing, so don't get too caught up in the planning. Like, have things you want to do. Like, don't come in blind, because if you do, I think there's so much coming on that you can get tourist vacation brain and be like oh, can't decide can't decide mm-hmm. but it, it's good to be knowledgeable and informed don't be that person that's at Magic Kingdom being be like hey when's the three o'clock parade <laughs> cause cause that's a thing but guys I look forward to seeing you come down soon Paul oh. I look forward to whenever you're able to come down again John or you know I can go up there uh but listeners, if there's anything you want to know about Disney or Universal, email us over at at gmail.com. Maybe we'll do more of these. I don't know. I like talking about theme parks and Disney shit. Yep. It's, it's fun for me. That's why I moved down here. So let us know.